welcome to Vista Talks. I'm your host for today, Priscilla Charles, and I'm delighted to be joined in Studio 2 today by Magdalena Dacor. Hi, Magdalena. Hello, hi, Priscilla, and thank you so much for, for the opportunity. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for being on the show. Uh, we're delighted. Uh, so uh, Magdalena is the chief executive at FH Europe, the European FH Patient Network. So you're very welcome. And we, uh, without further ado, we'll get started right away to the interview. So Magdalena, first of all, for our audience who wouldn't know you well, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, once again, a great pleasure to be joining the Vistatech audience. Um, um, I'm called Magdalena Dakar. It's a, it's a Swiss-French name. I'm actually Polish. Uh, as uh, mentioned by you, I work for a patient uh, network. Um, uh, it's been always my, my, my dream to work in the advocacy space. Uh, I was trying to think while preparing to this uh, interview that uh, I always dreamt about being um, an advocate and to study law or alternatively languages. And so my dreams have come true. I advocate, uh, I advocate for, for uh, people across Europe uh, in the health space. Fantastic. And you speak various languages, including French, I suppose, English, <laughs> English, any other languages? So I had Russian at school. I can sing in Russian. Uh, I speak German and uh, I did study Spanish, but... Um, that's, quite, that's quite impressive. <laughs> yeah, that is very impressive. Not, not everybody can, can say that they, they've studied five languages. So uh, <laughs> thank you very much. So um, Magdalena, um, so moving on to your uh, professional journey, um, you then took on different written roles within seven organizations before joining FH Europe in 2019 as their uh, chief executive, as we mentioned. So can you tell us a little bit about the organization, FH Europe, uh, and about your role really within the organization, please? FH Europe, uh, it's a uh, European FH patient network. Uh, it's, a, it's an organization that affiliates local, national patient organizations that um, act in the space of FH, and I will explain in a second a little bit more about the condition, or more generally heart, heart health, or CVD, so cardiovascular diseases. Um, FH might sound a little bit mysterious, so I will try and decipher it. Uh, it stands for familial hypercholesterolemia. Every bit of the name uh, has got a meaning. Familial means inherited, runs in the family. That's quite important uh, when we get a chance to discuss a little bit about the condition. Uh, hyper means extremely dangerously elevated. And cholesterolemia means cholesterol in the blood. So all in all, what it means, it's a condition that runs in the families, impacts, impacts families, and it's it, it, it passed on um, uh, from one generation to another. Uh, and because it's elevated cholesterol, it is extremely dangerous if it's not uh, identified quickly and treated appropriately. So far, that might sound dangerously and scary. The good news here is that the condition can be treated. There, is, there are uh, treatments and there are also uh, simple uh, lifestyle uh, changes we can apply mm -hmm. in um, 
uh, to, to complement the treatment to live uh, a fulfilling uh, life. Thank you very much. Um, so, um, so you, you, you explained um, the, 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 what the uh, organization consists of and what your role is. Now, um, FH Europe is a registered charity and uh, the, it partners with the World Heart Federation, Global Societies and others, among others. You, you recently mentioned that you wanted to build an engaged community between 24 patient networks that currently belong to the network. So I'm very interested in this network and all the, um, the different um, countries that, the, you know, that it is in. Can you expand a little bit maybe on the plans you know, for the organization? Uh, so I understand the organization is a network of 24 patient organizations located in 23 countries in Europe, right? Um, and also, obviously, there is a um, language aspect to this and importance being in so many different countries in Europe, uh, being a, an international really network. Absolutely right. Um, thank you for, for bringing that up. Uh, I, I'm super proud to say that net, the network is... Uh, the network was established in 2015 and since then it has grown uh, and continuously we are growing, meaning that there are still countries within the network who um, are happy to share their best practices, their knowledge and uh, support creation of patient organizations in other countries with unmet needs. As you've mentioned, we, we collaborate closely with 24 patient organizations across 23 countries. Uh, so we have truly from, from the ends of, um, uh, uh, sort of not the ends actually, from the beginning, Ireland on one side, the UK across whole Europe, mm -hmm. and then all the way to Russia and Turkey. Uh, we've got the countries in the Nordics, so Finland, Sweden, then um, um, Norway, all the way to the south of Italy, um, uh, the islands of Sicily. Okay. Uh, so that's the core countries in the network. We have recently, in July two, uh, 2020, signed a partnership agreement with another organization in that space called Screen Pro FH, mm -hmm. uh, which affiliates uh, countries uh, including the Balkans, Central and Eastern, South Europe. There is also uh, Lebanon, um, Iran, and um, other countries. So spot on in terms of the language as a as a as an organization that should be and, and has got a potential to be very impactful and effective it's important that we recognize all the languages communication um, among us and communicating our message to our stakeholders whether on a european or local level is extremely important and so languages are, are definitely key and that's one of the um, efforts moving forward to ensure that uh, whatever message uh, messages and content we develop is available um, to reach uh, people in those countries in their own languages. Thank you very much. Yes, of course, especially for such an important message uh, to convey to, um, to uh, all over Europe and all over the world really to anyone. Uh, so thank you very much. Uh, for expanding on this. So I'd like to um, maybe um, dig a little bit more into the organization because I understand that last June uh, five new trustees were appointed to um, to the board uh, including Samuel Gidding, uh, Joanna Taylor, Maris Gianta, uh, Dorotas Gorta and Giovanni Nisato. 
and uh, I, I was doing a bit of research and um, and I saw that um, for the organization really having uh, such knowledgeable uh, you know um, uh, trustees joining the board really represent understanding the voices of different stakeholders uh, in the wider ecosystem from patient to patient organizations um, you've got leaders, FH clinicians, researchers, health policy makers, industry consultants, topic matter experts, innovators, entrepreneurs. So um, that is fantastic um, to have such knowledgeable um, uh, and experts um, in this area joining the board for the organization. I, I would like to say on behalf of, of, of Reach Europe and the whole network, we are absolutely uh, delighted and privileged to have uh, such a diverse group of people joining uh, the organization and bringing their uh, skills and expertise to enhance the existing uh, know-how on the board. Uh, so um, as you mentioned earlier, FH Europe is a charity. We are run by uh, the Board of Trustees. Uh, we officially have nine trustees. Um, the board is chaired by Jules Payne uh, from, uh, from, from, from the UK. She actually is the chief executive of Heart UK. We also have uh, three other wonderful um, trustees among the new ones. So we've got a great treasurer, John uh, Gunnar from Sweden and Inese from Latvia. So when you put all those names, all those individuals together, we have a great representation of different perspectives and stakeholders, but also languages, countries. And I must admit, we also have a gender parity on the board, which is extremely important for me. Um, nevertheless, what really matters here is that with their expertise and experience, uh, we are able to uh, address the issue of um, FH and other uh, inherited uh, dyslipidemias that we advocate for. And, and I would like to take this opportunity and, and mention a little bit uh, uh, more about FH Europe as an organization and what we really do and what is our uh, uh, mission, why we exist. The whole idea to create that organization back in 2015 was to um, bring together national patient organizations and created a united one voice for a community, international community of patients and their relatives, their families, their carers. Uh, we operate uh, in a wider space than just FH, although in our name we have familial hypercholesterolemia, it's extremely important and, and I take this opportunity to, to speak to the audience and people who might be tuning in. Um, FH as a condition is extremely common. It impacts about one person in 250. It can be even more prevalent in some parts of the world. Um, and the complexity of the condition is that even though it's extremely common, it's sadly unknown and as a result, unidentified and undertreated. Of course. Because it's so common, we also have a rare form of the condition, which is called HOFH or homozygous FH, meaning when two people who have already uh, the um, false gene um, get together and have an offspring, there is actually a high risk that they will have um, 
family members with uh, children uh, with, with the rare form. And the rare form is really rare. It's one in a million, one in wow. 300,000, depending again on, 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 the, um, uh, on, on, on the location. And what is important to understand, and if, if there is one message I can convey in, in this interview, um, is that there's a lot of misunderstanding around cholesterol uh, and the importance of cholesterol. Elevated level, and we're talking about extremely elevated levels mm -hmm. in FH and HOFH, can be dangerous to your life. Uh, we have very sad and dramatic cases of um, young children as four, four years old, um, dying of heart attack. Um, we're talking about premature atherosclerosis. We're talking about uh, premature strokes and heart attacks. So my call to you guys over there on the other side of the camera is um, think and ask yourself a question. Do, do, do I know my cholesterol level? Have I checked it recently? Is there a history family? Um, is there a, a history in my family of premature uh, heart attack or stroke? Because if you're listening today and you get this message, you can yeah. actually go out and proactively do something about it because the sooner you identify it, the sooner you speak to your doctor, the sooner you can change your lifestyle, get the treatment and um, preserve so many uh, years of your life. So I, I hope it wasn't overly dramatic, Priscilla, but I, I, I think it's such a wonderful opportunity. That's an important message, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And thank you for reminding, uh, for reminding me, for reminding everyone of the importance of checking your cholesterol and being aware that this is um, underlying maybe condition that you might be having um, uh, from an early start in life and that uh, it is really important to ask yourself, have I checked it recently? So thank you so much. Um, no, um, so uh, unfortunately at the moment, many of us are also currently going through um, a global pandemic. Uh, and, uh, and I wanted to maybe discuss um, uh, the actions that FH Europe has taken in relation to, um, in response to the COVID-19 crisis, which is uh, still affects many of us today. Um, I understand that uh, the organization has actually shared a document with good practices uh, for patient organization during the crisis. Can you tell us a little about this? I'm very curious about um, the document, what it's content and how we can help patient organizations. Uh, thank you for bringing it up. It's, a, it's another very hot topic, although a lot of, a lot of people might be already uh, to a certain extent tired of listening to messages around COVID-19. Um, I dare say it's not over till it's over and, and we still have quite a long time to go till there is a, a, a vaccine and medication in, 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 in available widely to everyone. So we still um, uh, need to be very, very cautious. Um, the FH community, a, a wider CVD, so cardiovascular disease, um, CVD stands for, for cardiovascular disease. So, so people impacted by, by those conditions are uh, identified as high risk group if they should they contract the virus. So it's extremely important for them to be shielded, to be protected. Um, and so um, uh, again, uh, quite a, a funny story really, because I've been appointed chief executive of FH Europe only in November, 2019. Uh, so very new into my role, um, I've been 
facing quite a few challenges right from the beginning. Uh, I necessarily didn't have a opportunity to put, to put like a contingency plan should there be a global pandemic. And so uh, 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 what we did as a network is uh, was um, very responsive, but hopefully quite effective. Um, when the lockdown started impacting our community across Europe, uh, we kicked off um, virtual uh, connect calls. Basically, the, the idea was to, to understand what is happening in Italy, what's happening in France, how are people in Spain or in the UK coping, you know, how, how impacted are they with, with the lockdowns. Uh, let's not forget, uh, those who, who are identified, they have treatment, they can carry on with their life, but there's a lot of them who actually need uh, more uh, aggressive treatment, especially those for the rare form. Every two weeks, they, or even every week, they have to go to a special clinic and have apheresis. It's a, it's a form like a, a dialysis, a quite quite invasive, invasive um, aggressive treatment to keep them um, alive. And so, on those calls, what we realized was, first of all, uh, there was a lot of uncertainties and a lot of unknown. Um, the social distancing could put a lot of emotional pressure on, on, on the community. Absolutely. And, and nobody really knew how to handle the situation. So collaboratively as a community, we, we almost uh, had like a, a pot of ideas. What can we do? Anything from sending uh, 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 letters to those patients that can help them go to their um, employer and say hey i'm a high risk uh, uh, patient i need to stay home to checking in with your doctors or, or if, if if they are open how they can see patients and uh, speaking to the industry partners making sure that there was enough supply of the treatment having webinars um, supporting them through um, updating information on the website and as a result of that we created a, a, a really like a like a, a basic a document of good practices across Europe where every country could chip in and say what are they doing and that actually interestingly enough served as an example for other patient organizations to borrow some ideas and implement them for other communities um, other patient communities another another thing that came as a result of those calls and I'm extremely grateful to some of the um, clinicians who are very supporting uh, and supportive uh, of the community uh, we put together, together with the experts and, and the patients, um, brief recommendations on uh, FH patient uh, management in the uh, uh, COVID pandemic. It was a, a, almost um, a, a scientific paper that was published in uh, pharmacolo pharmacology um, research. Um, and it's now being uh, cited as well. So, so we have as a result of publication. And as, as, as the, as the um, pandemic um, progressed and, and there was a lot more impact on the community, we started thinking about the unintended consequences of certain messages like stay home, shield, uh, the impact of lockdown. Um, um, I don't know if, if, if you noticed, but a uh, few months down the road, there was this frightening um, result. Uh, there were less and less um, 
heart attacks uh, recorded across Europe and then globally, which is impossible. There is no suddenly less heart attacks. On the contrary, there, there are probably even more. They yeah. were just going unrecorded, meaning people were so frightened of uh, yeah. going to the hospital that very often when they had the first symptoms of a cardiac event, they would either neglect it or prolong it and wouldn't go to the hospital. And for our community, for our patient community, it's extremely uh, uh, frightening, risky, um, because they are as well as FH patients at a higher risk of um, suffering from a heart attack or a stroke. And so together, again, with, with, the, with the patient's community, and, and a big thank you uh, to the Global Heart Hub, another global patient organization, for initiating and inviting us to participate, to, to, to partner in a, um, a, a beautiful campaign, uh, a beautiful because it was impactful and very simple in its message. Um, the name of the campaign, the, the, the call to action was, when your heart says so, just go. That was exactly the opposite of stay home. Uh, encouraging patients to patients to seek immediately medical help, yes, medical help. And and I, I, I take this opportunity to say great thank you, big thank you to um, Vistatech for um, joining our efforts and contributing by uh, translating the message into 14 languages in total so we could spread the message uh, globally. Of course, well, thank you very much. Um, uh, for mentioning uh, the initiative. Uh, indeed, Vistatech uh, was delighted to be able to partner with the Global Heart Hub and FH Europe um, in June and July for this uh, uh, special campaign uh, to raise uh, awareness of cardiovascular disease. It is so important um, and, um, and scary to know that, you know, um, anyone would uh, be afraid really of seeking medical help for uh, for, um, for something um, uh, um, uh, as important as uh, cardiovascular disease. And, um, and what does the rest of 2020 look for FH Europe? Because um, now that the campaign is over with the Global Heart Hub, is there any, um, is there any particular campaign on the horizon for FH Europe, any, any initiative to, um, to continue conveying the message of seeking medical help? Yes, we're very excited about uh, all the upcoming uh, events. There is still quite a lot ahead of us this year. Before I, I uh, share that with the audience, I would like to highlight maybe one uh, important learning takeaway from the Just Go campaign that helps us actually build for a better future for, for our community. So, um, as devastating as the pandemic is, the shared mission uh, of saving as many lives as possible brought multi-stakeholders, international stakeholders together. And so we were absolutely um, excited and, and really delighted to, 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 to get the support and endorsement on, of different uh, global and international organizations like the World Heart Federation, uh, the European Atherosclerosis Society, the European Society of Cardiology, International Atherosclerosis Society, and the um, Global Alliance for Patient Access. That, for me, was a testimony that shared mission brings people together and building those coalitions and partnerships is, is vital uh, in moving the needle. Uh, and, and, and improving the situation. And so building on that success, 
Um, we are now uh, just about literally to kick off uh, another awareness campaign. Uh, 24th of September, which is coming up very soon, is the International FH Awareness Day. And again, we are inviting the same uh, international um, community, uh, medical community, policymaker community, and most importantly, patients and their family, uh, families to uh, help us raise awareness around the condition. So uh, please uh, follow us, stay tuned, look out, share, and help us. Uh, I'm, I'm raising this platform. Thank you, uh, Vistatech, for allowing uh, the space to invite everyone to learn more about the condition. We will have uh, different blogs, articles, podcasts, and uh, quizzes, uh, um, and uh, and, the, and the next important uh, event for us is the um, network annual meeting. Unfortunately, due to the pandemic and because our uh, patient community is a high risk community, we won't be able to do it face-to-face uh, -face as planned. Uh, we will have to do it virtually. Uh, but that again allows us maybe to reach out to a, a greater audience in many more languages than we would normally do that. Yeah. Uh, we will be across those two events, so the uh, Awareness Day and the um, uh, network meeting, celebrating uh, quite an important uh, policy document that was published just before the pandemic outbreak, the Global Call to Action on FH. Um, back in January, uh, the document was, um, the, the, the article was published in uh, JAMA Cardiology, and we really didn't have a chance to uh, make the most out of it and, and to bring it to the local policymakers. So again, uh, with, with, with support of uh, Vistatech, we are able to translate it into uh, 20 languages. So in total, it will be available in 21 languages so that we can take it to the policymakers, right, health authorities, and uh, uh, make some uh, substantial improvements uh, uh, for the community. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Magdalena. Um, that sounds fantastic, and uh, and we're delighted to be able to partner, you know, with FH Europe to help um, convey uh, such an important message, uh, call to action, really, and spread the word. Um, so, is there any plan for FH Europe to maybe expand the network as well? I was interested in knowing, you know, with you know reaching out to so many different networks and and countries and languages. Is there any plans on doing so for the next year or so? Uh, as, as briefly mentioned, uh, as long as the problem is not resolved, and as long as there are still countries with unmet needs, uh, there, is, there is work to be done. And so um, we are hoping to, to, to bring our message and to support countries as I said earlier, in, in uh, Central and South, Central and Eastern Europe, Southern Europe, um, there are still countries in, in Western Europe and, and, and in the Nordics who don't have patient organizations who, where the patient voice is not uh, maybe heard. And so uh, definitely, again, stay tuned. Um, I don't want to maybe create uh, uh, premature expectations, but 
there's quite a lot of work to be done in, in expanding the network within, within Europe and uh, internationally, as long as we can help. Of course. Well, thank you so much, Magdalena. And, uh, and uh, I'm afraid it's already the end of today's show. But before we go, um, is there any other message or anything specific you'd like to share with our audience today? Once again, thank you for having me today and for allowing me to, to share uh, about FH Europe. My final message to everyone tuning in would be there are about 34 million people estimated with the condition. Mm -hmm. Only 10% are identified, which means there are about 30 million of people unaware of this very silent, deadly condition. So my call, personal call to action to anyone tuning in today is please have your cholesterol levels checked. Take a time and think if there is a history of high cholesterol in your family. If yes, this might be your opportunity to take action and to take care of your and your family's health. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much, Magdalena. Uh, really appreciate um, uh, uh, reiterating the, the message and the importance of, uh, of checking your cholesterol. Uh, uh, I think I will definitely do so my next visit uh, at the GP. Uh, that's uh, something that stuck with me. And, uh, and thank you so much for, uh, um, for um, conveying this important message and all the fantastic work that FH Europe does on a daily basis. So thank you. Thank you. Uh, so um, it's already the end of today's show with uh, Magdalena Dakar, who is uh, the chief executive at FH Europe, the European FH Patient Network. Uh, please make sure to tune in again uh, to listen uh, or watch uh, to our next Vista Talk show, where we'll be discussing more interesting discussions with interesting people from all around the world.